Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Cat. It's Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see the best dentist in the world. Got the best dentist in the world right here in central Indiana. Not going to see him is ridiculous. Dr. Mike O'Neill, 317-849-2933. Indiana gets the win last night. They win 89-77. Devontae Green hit his first four threes. He was really good. Trace Jackson Davis was really good. Race Thompson was terrific. The first half, Indiana, the last 15 minutes, they were excellent. They played really good basketball. And then in the second half, and people say, I'm some kind of a nut. I'm not a nut. What I'm telling you and what I would tell them is you have got to play 40 really good minutes where your attention to detail is superb to win consistently in the Big Ten. That's what you got to do. Making shots is the result of that. It's not the cause of winning. All right? What happened last night in the second half with lob passes that didn't connect, stupid turnovers, you put yourself at risk to lose that game. Iowa played poorly on the road last night. This was as much about Iowa playing poorly as it was Indiana playing well. All right, people say, uh, I got notes on Twitter last night. Hey, why don't you just enjoy this? That's not the way Indiana basketball works. All right, during the game, you demand adherence to uh, an attention to detail that's kind of withering. We ask a lot of a basketball team in terms of attention to detail. That's what Indiana fans do. And then at the end of the game, you look at the score and you say, hey, we won. But in some cases, and last night, there was one of these buts. If we don't play better basketball at Michigan on Sunday, we're going to get our ass beat. And if we don't play better basketball at Minnesota the following week, we're going to get our ass beat. 
And then if we play like that against Penn State, and Penn State doesn't play like Iowa played last night at Assembly Hall, we're going to get our ass beat. It's about attention to detail. It's about execution in the smallest elements of basketball. If you get open shots, you're going to make them. But to get open shots against a good team, you got to work really hard. Last night, Iowa defended like garbage. They defend worse. They're, people say defense travels. Not for Iowa, man. Iowa against Purdue, they were terrible in West Lafayette. Iowa against Bloomington, or against uh, Indiana in Bloomington, they were terrible defensively. This was about defensive breakdowns by Iowa. This was not about Indiana playing anything related to excellent basketball. That's just a fact. You don't want to accept that, I can't help you. You need to accept that. And the Indiana players need to accept that. I'm sure that they were really thrilled with the win last night, and they should be. But this morning, they should look at the tape of the game and say, ooh, we got to get better. Not, hey, we won by 12. Why are you up our ass, coach? We won by 12. What the hell's the matter with you? No, you have got to use last night's game as a painless way to get better. You didn't have to pay the price for sloppy play. That doesn't mean that the sloppy play doesn't need to be corrected. So Indiana moves up to 39th in the Ken Palm. The door is still ajar for a trip to the NCAA tournament. They're 6-7 and seven in the Big Ten. 6-7, and seven, you're tied for ninth among four other or three other teams. But you're a half game out of 12th. All right? So it's not time to pop the champagne corks yet. I don't mean to shit on your parade, all right? But here it is. Indiana's got to play better than it played last night to win against anybody in the Big Ten on the road that they have left on their schedule. And four of their, last, or of their next five games are on the road. You got Michigan. You got Minnesota. You've got the home game against Penn State. And then you finish out the, uh, the road part of the season at Purdue and at Illinois before finishing the entire season at home against uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. You're going to beat Minnesota and Wisconsin in all likelihood at home. That takes you to eight wins in the Big Ten. You need to win two more. You need to win two on the road to get to the NCAA tournament. That's a possibility. It's not a likelihood, but it's a possibility. You've got to go four and three over the next, uh, over the next seven games. That's a tall order. I think you can win all the games at home. So you got to pick one up on the road. We'll see what happens. Uh, great basketball doubleheader for people in cent- central Indiana tomorrow. Uh, Fox 59's got both games. Purdue at Ohio State, that game at noon. And then Butler hosts Georgetown at Hinkle, that game at 2.30. The game against Ohio State. Ohio State's one of those teams with the 6-7 and seven record in the Big Ten. Purdue has got to be able to beat them. Butler's got to be able to beat Georgetown. If they can beat Georgetown, St. John's, and DePaul at Henkel, they're going to be 10-8 and eight in the Big East. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament with maybe a sixth seed, and won't that be lovely? Yes, it will be, because you know what? Nobody's going to want to play Butler in the NCAA tournament. Butler can execute. And when Sean and Kamar and uh, Bryce, both Bryces, get going a little bit, they can be really good. Um, yesterday, I spent some time at Hinkle. I talked to Laval Jordan and Sean McDermott about leadership. 
because leadership seems to be one of the critical components to Butler's success. And, and I'm looking at Indiana and I'm saying, okay, where, where's the leadership? How does this work? Laval, interesting to talk to because he was a player at Butler when they kind of made that initial jump into relevance nationally back at the turn of the century. Makes him sound old. And I think Sean McDermott has been a guy who kind of came into Butler sort of meek, not knowing who he was as a basketball player or as a guy, and is going to leave after this season and has done just great work as a Bulldog, both in being an eager mentor and eager mentor E. You know, when he came to Butler, it was, uh, they had Roosevelt Jones and they had uh, Kellen Dunham, guys like that. Kellen Dunham, also a high school teammate of Sean McDermott's. And Sean McDermott, now he's got freshmen and sophomores that he's trying to impart lessons to. And, and so an interesting guy to talk to about that. Really good conversations at sports, nothing but sports. NBA's All-Star Weekend is this weekend. This kills me. Dave Kaplan is such a ridiculous homer. He's on uh, Sports Night Chicago last night. He's like, hey, Isaiah Thomas says uh, basketball, or Chicago's the mecca of basketball. And then Anthony Davis says Chicago is the mecca. You talk to Doc Rivers. Chicago is the Mecca. Well, these are all native Chicagoans. What the hell are they going to say when, when the All-Star Weekend's in Chicago? Chicago is no more the Mecca for basketball than Minneapolis is, or San Francisco, or Phoenix, or Charlotte, or Miami, or any place else. Indiana is the home of basketball. In 49 states, it's basketball. This is Indiana. This is the home of basketball. Nine of the biggest high school gymnasiums in the world here in Indiana. You know why? Because people, they don't just go to NBA games. They go to college games. They get, we got 10 Division I programs in this state. How many Illinois got? I, I don't know. That's not really a, a reasonable, compar comparable, right? I mean, in... in Illinois has got to be close to 10, right? DePaul, Loyola, uh, Northern Illinois, Illinois, uh, Northwestern, we're up to four. Uh, SIU Edwardsville, the real SIU, or SIU Carbondale. Um, Illinois State, South Bradley. So we're already up to eight. And we really haven't kind of cracked the seal on trying to think, you know, how many there are. So plenty there, but here... You've got Indiana, you've got Purdue, you've got Notre Dame, you've got Butler, four major conference. Well, you kind of got that in Illinois, too. I'm arguing against myself, but in Indiana, basketball is special. Basketball is the first sport that people play in Indiana, all right? That's how it works. The best athletes play basketball, and then they prioritize down from there. When I grew up on the north side of Chicago or the north shore of Chicago, basketball was like sixth. Basketball is behind tennis and golf and ba certainly baseball and even, I'm sure now, soccer and football, for God's sake. So Dave Kaplan, just absolutely absurd, as always. Um, yesterday, uh, Astros owner Jim Crane went off the reservation and said things that were just absolutely, uh, well, they didn't make sense and they contradicted each other. Within the same minute of conversation, Jeff Passan asked him uh, about, um, you know, how the cheating affected play. And he said, 
that it didn't affect play. And then he said that he never said it affected play. And then later he said it affected play. Look, if you're going to apologize, apologize and be done with it. We're sorry. I didn't know this was happening. I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again. This, this is on me. The buck stops with me. Say that, not this other stuff. It didn't affect the outcome. If cheating doesn't affect the outcome, why the hell do people spend so much time and effort cheating? Why are people banging on trash cans to communicate pitch location or the pitch that's coming, whether it's a fastball, curveball, slider, change, whatever? Why would they do that if it didn't give them an advantage? It's patently absurd. What the hell is the matter with this guy? Billionaires, man. Billionaires will look you in the eye and tell you crazy stuff and expect that you'll believe it as though it's the truth just because they're billionaires. Look, man, you know what? Being lucky in life doesn't make you smart in life. Some billionaires really, really smart. Some billionaires just straight up lucky. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? The great uh, Greg Jost celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to Greg. Ron Algini, happy birthday. Uh, Mike Capozzi, uh, Ken Levine, happy birthday. The great Taylor Scott celebrating a birthday. Mark Graham, Dale Houston, Steve Carney, happy birthday. The great Kelsey Barlow, uh, graduate of, uh, of Cathedral High School just down the road. The great Jim Wainwright celebrating a birthday. William Pickering, Brad King, Alan Stewart, the great Lara Overton, happy birthday, graduate of New Albany High School, by the way. Donna Halper, Nancy Brown, Dean Barker, Kyle McDonald, and Phil Thompson celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate, uh, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, for God's sake, celebrate Valentine's Day. Got a wonderful card for my wife. Um, yeah, no, and then we look at things a little bit differently. There ain't no doubt about that. But that's the fun of life, is it not? Of course it is. It's very nice. We're in this together. It's a union. It's a partnership. You've got to keep your identity separate, but you've got to understand that you've merged, and this is it. All right, let's go. Let's have some fun today. Enjoy yourselves. I'm on my way down to Bloomington. Cannot wait to get down there. Going to have lunch with the great Johnny Pats, the great Sean Reardon, the great Kelly Reardon. We're going to have a very nice time and uh, see what Sean thinks about Indiana University as a place that he might attend as a student following the old uncle's footsteps, and I hope that that's where it stops. Because my footsteps in Bloomington, well, you can read all about it in the book, Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures, available at Amazon.com. Go to Amazon, search Oops, search Kent, order you a book, the audio book, the e-book, the hardcover book. Let's go. This one you take with you everywhere you go. Read it on the pooper. It's great poop, uh, poop reading. Everybody's looking for a new book to read on the pooper. This is it. A lot of sales. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Very nice. I, you know, you write a book. You hope people read it. They are. Nice. Thank you. Appreciate it.